If you have not become a patron of the Geocache Talk Network, what are you waiting for? Patron levels start as low as a bison tube level at $3 a month. To sign up is easy. Simply go to the Geocache Talk website and click on the Become a Patron button or go to patreon.com forward slash geocache talk. Patrons now get the famous blackout coin, invites to special events, and other really great items throughout the year. Become a patron today. Have you subscribed to FTF Magazine yet? FTF Magazine is the number one geocaching magazine available. It is a quarterly magazine that you can be part of. Submit your geocaching milestones and adventures to be published. FTF Magazine is also interactive with puzzles to solve and the hunt to find Spartacus. If you can solve the puzzle or find Spartacus, then you will be entered in to win a special path tag. Every new subscription, you will receive a special swag pack. Subscribing is easy. Just visit FTF's website, ftfgeo.com. Don't miss out and subscribe today. Hello and welcome to Challenge Talk, part of the Geocache Talk Network. We broadcast live on the first Thursday of each month. Feel free to jump over to YouTube or Facebook to watch the broadcast live and join the wonderful active chat room or listen to the entire show on your favorite podcast player. Hi everyone. In this episode, we'll be chatting about going caching and all the challengey fun from the mega event. We also have prizes to give away each show to our listeners. Between each show, be sure to email your challenge cash finds to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com and you could be a winner. And later in the show, we also play our special game exclusively for our live audience, the Wheel of Challenges. We very nice. Listen live, get your favorite email app ready and follow instructions when the time comes so you can have a chance at winning the grand prize, a one year membership to Project GC. We are your hosts, Emily over there, and Jeff from Cash the Line. It has been a busy, busy week. Going caching is over, and uh, Emily and our guest, Bloody Cool, uh, have a whole lot of stuff to talk about. <laughs> yes, we <laughs> were both at going caching this past week, but yeah, big month too. Mm-hmm. What Any, have you uh, been up to, Jeff? Uh, oh. <laughs> notable challenge caches. <laughs> yeah, so do you have I'm, notable I'm, challenge caches? Yeah, I'm trying to uh, fill out my date found year on the year grid for challenge caching which means my calendar is filled up with specific days to find a challenge cache so there's so many so many uh, easy ones and hard ones to find but uh, things like um let's see there, there's so many uh travel challenge caches like finding a cache in specific states mm -hmm. so i've got a whole bunch to knock off from some road trips down to the u.s um there's like virtuals finding a virtual cache in 20 states or provinces that's a lot of traveling um one that's been bugging me for so long is the uh public transportation attribute fizzy grid there's always been one dt that i could not get there's no caches with that specific combination with that attribute and it was so frustrating finally got it so i was able to awesome find that cache. <laughs> awesome what a cool challenge never oh, thought of it yeah <laughs> Yeah, attribute fizzies, I think, are on their way. There's there's more being published now that more people are qualifying. It's a fun one to look for. That is great. That is great. What about great. you? Well, I have found one challenge cache this month, but it comes with an amazing story. So I'm on my way home from going caching on Monday of this week. 
and I'm in the airport in Atlanta. Um, and all of a sudden, uh, my flight gets a one hour delay. But that one hour delay is enough to know that I'm not going to make my connecting flight. And so the next flight to my airport was about an eight hour layover. And so that layover was in Salt Lake City, where my mom's final destination was and where my dad lives and was going to pick her up. And so immediately I know exactly what I'm going to do with my layover. <laughs> because the last time I visited my parents, I did a little a park full of challenge caches. And two weeks after I went home, a Jasmine challenge published. So I just, you know, had it on the plate for my next visit. I just had no idea my next visit was going to be on Monday. And it did not surprise my mom that that's what I wanted to do with my layover. And unfortunately, the layover kind of shrunk down to four hours with other delays, but still plenty of time to get out and get a challenge cash in Utah that I didn't think I'd get so soon. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Yep. Got to make use best, of that time. <laughs> best layover ever. Got some adventure labs, bonus caches. Yeah. That challenge oh, cache. Yeah. It was great. Yeah. Sounds awesome. What about you, Nels? Yeah. Uh, yeah I've, I've had a good month in the past 30 days or so. I was managed to hit some uh, challenge caches over in Stockholm, Sweden. I headed over there to get match stash cash, of course. And they have some crazy, crazy challenges over there. Like, yeah. Uh, 100 <laughs> uh, terrain four and a half and 100 terrain fives. Um, uh, one of them, I think, is eight of every DT, but micro-sized. I, I mean, Ooh. some of them I didn't even bother getting, you know, 50 in 10 countries or 50 countries. They have some insane stuff over there. <laughs> um, but but I had a lot of fun. And and I did appreciate that their a lamppost cache was a little different than ours. Yeah. At the top of the lamppost. <gasps> and you had to shimmy up 20 feet on the lamppost oh, right amazing. by the highway. Uh, so, yeah, there's some uh, people looking at me a little weird. But, hey, <laughs> that's the fun of it. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I remember we have one kind of like that in our area too. That's at it's a slightly tapered lamppost, and it's literally attached at the top. So there's no ladders, no no uh, pole you can use to get it down. No, there was somebody who actually shimmied up, and I just think that's that's getting that's pushing it. I mean, one slip and fall, you're down. I don't know. I I don't think I would ever do that. <laughs> um, so. Later on, we'll highlight some other challenge caches that you, our listeners and viewers, have uh, sent in, and someone's going to win our monthly giveaway. You can email any of your challenge caching questions and caches to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com, and it could be featured on the show. Another little thing we love to do for every show is just uh, review the statistics of challenge caching as according to Project GC. And uh, every month, we like to see those numbers increase. <laughs> uh, as of this afternoon, um, changing from last month, there are now 6,908 active scripts. Those are the, uh, the, the, program, the little programs that handle all of the statistic uh, checking. And many, many cache listings could use the same scripts. And that's up 147 new scripts. I'm still... I'm still blasted by how many new scripts are continuously written each month. Like, how many ideas could there be? I, it's it's interesting, <laughs> fun to watch. Cool. Uh, we have thirty-seven thousand nine hundred and seventy-two unique challenges. 
that's up 397 from last month. That's uh, individual parameter sets, so uh, challenge concepts. There could be multiple listings, different GCs that all use the same script and the same parameter sets. So that's unique challenges. And one step higher, we have 46,496 active tags. And those are basically the individual unique GC codes, unique cache listings. And that's up 563 from last month. Bringing it back a bit, we now have the active challenge cache listings because some could get disabled, some could get archived. Mm -hmm. So if you were to do a search on geocaching.com for the challenge cache attribute, there are 32,087 active challenge caches worldwide. And that's up by 229. Good. I don't know how to break that. It would be interesting to break that down to see which uh, regions of the world are super active with their challenge caching. Mm. <laughs> definitely not mine. I was thinking today, how do I get my region more active? I think, Jeff, you definitely have um, a leg up on me based on where we live. <laughs> well, I've been kind of disappointed over the last month or two. The, the, the challenge caches getting published are almost few and far between. I'm waiting for Aww. another challenge power trail. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the thing that really kicks the numbers up. Yeah. Uh, so la since last month, there are a couple of little news items to to go over. Had to use that once. Very good. <laughs> so the Reach the Peak um, Souvenir Challenge has reached Chapter 3. We're in the third month, and they are now up to Mount Elbrus. And never heard of Mount Elbrus until, <laughs> until this challenge. <laughs> We're all but getting a geography is... lesson as well with Reach the Peak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. All these different countries. Uh, the summit is at 5,642 meters, which means that you can earn 5,642 points to reach the summit of Mount Elbrus and earn its souvenir for this month. And as we kind of predicted before it started, those uh, point values that you earn by finding caches have changed once again. And now they have the, the top two ways to earn points for 750 points. You've got uh, finding an earth cache mm -hmm. or finding a geocache with 10 or more favorite points. And that makes sense because this weekend is International Earth Cache Day or weekend. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good way to uh, get people out finding those. And, uh, and as usual, a regular found it a regular find on a cache is 325 points. Um, and you can check your stats. If you haven't yet, you can watch yourself and all of your friends on geocaching.com slash play slash leader leaderboard and uh, <laughs> compare yourself and feel really good or feel really bad. <laughs> <laughs> right? And right I now I'm feeling a little to... slow. Yeah, I was able to reach the peak on Monday, the first day of the challenge, because of that layover and going out and going geocaching. So that felt pretty good. So now I can lay low at home, protect those caches that I have few of, and uh, be good for the month. You don't have to stress out about uh, trying to reach the peak anymore. Exactly. Save that for because another I, month. Yeah, I'm sitting at 2,875 points, which compared to all my friends, I think it was down to 21st. That's pretty low. But uh, Emily, you're at seven thousand one hundred and fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well done. You Only seen, because uh, of vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Nels, do you know what your score is? 
I'm yeah, one, I'm one Earth cache away, so the the Earth cache this weekend will put me at the top. Great. Oh yeah, that won't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely getting an Earth cache this weekend. I can't pass that up. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking a walk on the beach. Ooh, that'd be good. Yeah. Uh, also coming up next month, the Geocaching International Film Festival is making a big return. Yeah. Missed it last month or last <laughs> last year, <laughs> and uh, so we're finally getting it back this year, and I can't wait. I mean, I love if you yeah. don't know what the yeah if you don't know what the film festival is, um, HQ every every year save last year <laughs> encourages uh, people who love filmmaking or even just blogging any kind of video making to create a five to seven might be four to six minute. Uh, video short geocaching themed and uh, they choose their their top eh, 10 or 11 videos the cream of the crop in their opinion and put together a uh, a reel of all of these worldwide short films and uh, send them off to everybody who decides to publish a local geocaching event to watch them and so uh, it's good to have that back and it's entertaining and Everybody has the, the freedom and flexibility to create their event however they want. Some people get super creative. They oh, do. Movie should... theaters and all kinds of fun stuff. Right. Yeah. And some, some of the um, uh, vloggers will put together, like, well, not just vloggers, anybody will put together uh, really um, extravagant visuals, like, uh, having, like designing their, uh, their venue, uh, decking it out in a theme. Um, I think some people have even done like dress up themes as well. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. Just have like, have a lot of fun and it is entertaining. It is Every a film year, there, festival for geocachers. Films. Everything that's specifically for geocachers is pretty amazing in my book. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you can find all the information about that on geocachingfilmfestival.com slash gif dash 2021 2021. Or you could just go to the main website and click through. But uh, they've got the list of the finalists all on there, and uh, you might recognize some names as well. Hmm. (laughs) So, if we get into our main topic now, I know I, I sadly missed going caching, but uh, I know you guys. Jeff, have you ever been? Shown a whole lot. I have never been to going caching. Okay. You definitely have to put it on your list. Nels, I think you'd agree with me. Um, I I can't necessarily say in the world, but best mega in the United States? Best mega I've ever been to. Perfect. So many people would agree with that. That's a high bar. (laughs) It's super true. (laughs) Mm. Well, from what I've seen of the, the production of the event... Like the amount of effort and teamwork that's gone into to producing uh, not only the content, but like all of the games and activities, the surrounding events, all that stuff. It's just, it's enormous. It's huge. That's one of the first things I tell people. It is the production. And, and it's a production for geocachers with a theme that is carried out to every last detail. And tonight we're going to talk about the challenges that are woven into that because it's not just, you know, buying your swag and and hanging out with people. You're actively doing things for several days with geocaching friends, old and new. It's pretty amazing. So we'll Mm -hmm. talk through those details tonight. 
And, and I see a lot of people in the chat who were at going caching or contributed <laughs> in some way. So thank you all for being here. Um, it was great to see you guys. Um, I, I'll, uh, let me see. I'm going to test my picture sharing skills here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so wish me luck, everyone. Um, but one night, I believe this was Saturday, the day of the mega night, morning, whatever. I, um, was driving down a road and I see someone in a challenge talk, uh, teacher. Can you see that? Let's see here. We'll add it to the stream. Whoops. There we go. There we go. So I got to meet Butterfly Girl because she was uh, wearing wearing our T-shirt. So thanks for representing in the awesome. podcast. Yeah, that's great to yeah. see. So um, yeah, thanks to everyone who's joining us to talk about your experiences. And so I guess Nels, let's get started. Anything you want to say about um, the Mega before we get into the nitty gritty of the challenges? Uh, if you haven't been, you have to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. And the theme that you'll see tonight, you know, they, they do a different theme every event. So um, that uh, 1920s theme was this year carried over from last year that didn't get to happen. And that was a lot of fun. So you may seen have seen a lot of pictures of us in um, flapper dresses or um, old timey suits and hats. Um, and that's why we were all dressed like that. So there were several fun events every evening, um, that we could dress up for. Um, but the daytime kept us pretty busy with, with these challenges. Yeah. And as a note, there will be a, a big, um, geocache talk show on Sunday. That's going over all the stuff on geo on, uh, going caching. So, right. uh, We'll, we'll try we'll to spoil stick to too the much. challenge. All right, we'll try to stick yeah. to the challenges tonight. Um, yeah. Knowing that the event is over and we're we're just sharing an amazing experience with you guys, but you could take elements of this, get inspired. You know, we hope this podcast inspires you in so many different ways regarding challenges. These are um, ideas you can take back, have a fun um, community event, a local event with a little touch of something we've shared today. Um, it might be pretty darn impossible to mimic going caching, but you know, I think you can find some inspiration. Mm. All right. So, um, let's start. So swag is a big part of going caching. You don't have to purchase anything, but if you purchase everything, it's really worth it. Not only are you getting really neat things, but, um, those things are going to be what you need to complete your challenges. And so we have a going caching geocoin, and this is an oh, interactive geocoin. So yes, it's huge. And we've got a wheel. Sorry, camera. <laughs> we've got this wheel on the side and that wheel turns and you see words. And also in that like keyhole type thing, you see numbers. So we'll explain to you and admit what those are about. So that um, when you pick up your package of swag, that's one of the things you get. And a huge part of going caching are trading cards. So um, there were 270 cards this year. Here's half the stack. I got another stack here beside me. Um, I was fortunate enough to get a whole set before I left. That was very nice. I don't have to do any post event trading. But some of the um, cards that you're going to get in your swag packages have purposes. So I'm going to um, share some more pictures on full sets of these cards so you can see what their purpose is. 
So first of all, there is a, there were 12 what they call map pieces. And I'm going to pick up, uh, show you what that whole map looks like when you get it together. So this is called the downtown, the do doorways to downtown Rome. And so these puzzle pieces, um, when you have them separate, you can't see the full puzzles and you can't see the full set of words. And so when you get them all together and maybe you won't get them all yourself. So this is where teamwork comes in and you're um, putting pieces together that you need from friends. And then you're solving puzzles from these this big bigger picture and so on this picture there were four puzzles in addition to those four puzzles there are words and so those words kind of acted like um maybe you would, could equate it to a letterbox you get to a certain point for the coordinates that you solve these puzzles for but from those coordinates then you had to walk through these these paragraphs to get you to a place. So we're solving puzzles to get chords and then we're going to those chords and following instructions. And then once we follow those instructions, we use other cards. So Nels, I'm gonna pull up those other cards. Do you have anything to say about the puzzles or the these map pieces and what that's like getting these pieces? Yeah, I think I think one of the great things about this event is you know how interactive it is with the event but with other cashers because as Emily said, you may not get all 12 of those cards yourself because you get these little packs of cards. So you have to trade around for them. But even when you go out downtown, you're trying to figure out where these you know, six speakeasies were. Uh, a lot of us, I was in the wrong place many times. And many <laughs> yes. of the other cashers were in the wrong place many times. And we get together like, oh, do you see, you know, where's the zebra? Where's this? Where's that? And eventually, you know, together we'd figure it out. So there's there's a very large communal aspect of it. Of you, you just you, you don't have to worry about figuring it out yourself because you'll never have to. There's always people who are more than happy to help you on whatever the challenge, the puzzle, whatever your have issue you're having. You know, everybody just hops right in and you know collaborates. They might be wrong too, but you're you're all having fun together. So it's it's really good. Mm. Yeah, and I like the yeah. fact that, uh, like I said, the, the the puzzles here. I mean, as geocachers, you know, puzzles love them or hate them, but th this is a puzzle that's like a part of the event, and uh, th that's where the challenge aspect comes in. It's not like you're solving puzzles to find caches. You're solving puzzles to complete something, a fun uh, game within the event. And, and right, I like and that the game has so the many steps to it. Right, so mm -hmm. every step of the way is is pretty fun. Um, so here, these are uh, six cards that you had to try to get. Um, these cards you needed for the challenge, that down doorways of downtown Rome challenge. You needed to have them with you to get them stamped, and we'll show you more of that later. But then once you had them stamped, you could use them for getting your group into the escape room. And that is a um, coveted experience of going caching. <laughs> um, you will never see a better temporary escape room. Just really, really amazing. So 
here's the front of the cards. They're the characters of the um, Friday night stage show that um, the Going Cashing crew puts on. Uh, oh yeah, awesome, that's us. Um, so this crew is beyond talented, gives a great show every year, lots of laughs. Um, this year there was some great improvising. Um, so well done Going Cashing crew, <laughs> pretty, pretty cool. So let me show you what the back of the cards look like. One moment. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not super swift with this screen sharing, so that's fine. The, that's the other thing I like about this event as well is that there's acting involved. There's a lot of people who yeah. will uh, act roles depending on what the theme of the event is. There's like a show. There's music. There's lots of content, and uh, and and the vast majority, if not all of it, is volunteer. I mean, there's there's pay for tickets to cover costs and everything, but I mean, it's not like it's a um, uh, an event that's on for profit or anything, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> but uh, yeah, lot lots of passion in there. Love it. All right, and we've got so, a few people here who have the cards. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So these are the this is the back of the cards um they have a little description of the characters but what you're doing here you can see where there's some uh colors and some numbers and so that's what we were trying to do as we went around downtown those four puzzles took you to six locations and at each one of those locations um Again, it's always, we'll show you the next thing, because that's how that's how step-by-step -step, uh, multitask this is. So once we got to these six locations, you're then stamping your cards with these numbers. And um, even there were two more cards um, that once you got those numbers, I'll just show you these real quick in my hand, you could um, fill in based on the color of the ink and what the number said, you fill in those numbers on these cards to get the coordinates for a bonus cache. Mm. So, so many layers. Again, that's what I love <laughs> about this. Layer upon layer upon layer of detail and theme. Okay, so yeah, it, I need, go ahead while I get my next I was gonna say, It provides like different ways for, for people to access the game however you know how they feel most comfortable or, or how they want to play right right so it's not and like you have to uh yeah it's not and like, like you have we to play said one way there are options. people everywhere who are willing to grab you and come alongside you and make sure you have have what you need mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all right and so i'm gonna sh oh go ahead being observant is is helpful too because the uh the the going cash and crew likes to hide things so, you know, they'll hide things in the, the program, the book, on mm -hmm. site. Um, so, so there's mystery caches around that, you know, mm -hmm. you have to figure out, okay, how do I get the cords? And it's not a puzzle that you have to solve. It's usually something you just have to pay attention to. And there's, there's mm -hmm. you know, the little, little Easter eggs like that. You pay attention, you get, you know, you, you find another bonus cache. Right. Mm -hmm. I certainly now, felt there... like my brain was blown because I'm just, <laughs> you know, I'm so um, focused in multiple directions, trading cards, getting pieces I need, solving a puzzle, watching for puzzles. It's really easy to feel like you're stretched in multiple directions, but so is everyone yeah. around you. <laughs> now, are there, are there caches that are not published, but just for the event, like unpublished caches that you can find that are just for the event? 
or the, the your finding caches that are published on the map. Uh, there, I would there say was... all but one, right? Is that what you're yeah. going to say? So go for yeah, it. Exactly. Yeah. So so at least uh, at this particular event, um, all but one of them was a published cache. Each each year they have a pre-event puzzle. Um, this year, usually it's a T-shirt. This year is a whole puzzle box, um, which which was fantastic. But so the final of that one is not published even now yet. As far as I know, it's not published yet because hmm. they're trying to figure out how to get that that puzzle into a cache page when it was a whole box. Um, mm -hmm. But but so that so that one wasn't published, but it was a physical multi-location a location cache there in the area to get. Hmm. Right. Good. But yeah, a lot of puzzle caches that are um, published at strategic times to match the schedule of the of the event. Right. So everything that I'm showing you right now, um, like I said, it's it's to get your ticket to the escape room, with the exception of that one bonus cache with the numbers on based on the colors and the stamps. Mm. Um, so here I'm going to show you. This is um, what you would encounter when you get to these coordinates. Mm -hmm. And so all of these um, boxes are the doorways of Rome and you had to figure out how to get into them. And they were all inside of um, some businesses. In my opinion, the, the city of Rome is most welcoming. Mm. Um, everyone loved to have you in. Um, all kinds of people tromping through all these businesses um, to find these boxes and they're just so friendly about it. So we appreciate the host city as well. So that's what you um, encounter. And let me show you what um, you see uh, four circles. Let me show you what those are. Okay. Yeah, Kitty Catch says the, uh, where did it go? Oh, the door boxes were so cool. <laughs> they certainly like, were. And that's just another yeah. example of like the creativity, creating the content for the event, physical stuff. Right. Yep, that, right. that was before it even started. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So you can see here, um, those are four path tags. And so each one of these path tags has a, um, if you know path tags, they have serial numbers on the back. You can't really see it, that's all right. Um, but these serial numbers are um, ROT13. Uh, and so when you decrypt them, you get a word, which takes us back to this amazing coin. And when you look for that word in, well, as you spin it, and then in that tiny hole, you see a number. When you match the coin word to the decrypted path tag word, and then you get the number, that is what that number equals on this row of path tags and there's a lock on the box so there's your four numbers to unlock the box to get inside and let me show you a um, better picture of what it always sounds more boxes. complicated to explain it does sound more complicated <laughs> that's why i'm trying to um muddle through and show you guys all of these pictures so it makes sense and so there is what it looks like inside of the box 
um, you can see this amazing uh, picture of the creativity. It's like miniatures, all kinds of different rooms. So we see a bar here. There was a music room. There was a bathroom. There was, um, I remember, one with a truck. So um, really neat scene once you get inside and you can see above there, there's a stamp. And so that's how you get access to that stamp to stamp your card and you go to all six locations to do this and then get your entry to the escape room. Uh, you guys probably, if you're keeping up with a geocache talk network, you probably got to see the picture of um, all of us who did the escape room together. So that was a lot of fun to do, mm. um, have, that, have that team experience. And um, I believe everybody who got to the escape room would say it was amazing um derek of baker six clan uh, did a video so or he's creating a video so watch watch for that yeah we'll behind the cache he published more. it uh yeah i believe he published it today yeah he published yeah he published one stuff. and i yeah it showed some stuff i don't know if he's going to do a more i guess so that's a good point i don't know if he's going to do i'm a more sure there, there'll video be more of videos escape to come, room. Yeah. <laughs> yes yes um yeah but I have only ever done escape rooms at going caching. I've never got the chance to do, really? um, a, yeah, a professional one. One just came to my town, so hopefully soon. Um, so that's all I know, and boy, is it good. We'll see how the professional one compares to going caching, right? <laughs> <laughs> so that is one of the major tracks of um, the challenges of going caching. So Nels, did I miss anything on the downtown trading card adventure? No, but uh, one of the the hallmarks of going caching is their uh, their coin, as uh, you know, Emily showed you, is is always used in some way, shape, or form, and they use coin loosely. So here's <laughs> some of the previous year's coin. This ha this locket has an NFC chip inside of it, and nice. you can use the NFC chip inside the locket to you know to undo stuff. You've got um, you know, path tags and code ciphers. And so th th that's what they consider a coin. And the coin is always useful and always just amazingly well done. So it's, you know, j just seeing what they're going to do, their creativity, the coin, you know, you have to figure out how to use it um, is, is all part of the why this event is just so fun. Mm. Right. The first the first time I heard of going caching, it was because someone came to my town and had an event and brought us their going caching coin to show. And it just was like, wait, wait, what? There's an event that's like <laughs> this and uses a coin this way? Uh, yeah. And then the more I heard about going caching, I knew I had to go. Yeah. And coin has lost all meaning these days. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right. Something minted <laughs> in a shape. <laughs> With a GC code on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, so that is one challenge where, you know, we have so many multiple pieces. You have the 12 map pieces, the six um, cards that you get stamped, the two cards with the bonuses, the path tags, and you use all that to get into an escape room. And even the escape room, you're using other things to get out. You need information in your program, uh, your official program to get out of the escape room. Again, layer upon layer upon layer, and it's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, some of these things, are they um, challenge in the sense that you want to be the first to get there, or is it just something that anybody, everybody can do passively and just try to finish it? Or is there yes. any competition? Everybody can do it passively. So the only thing you um, have is the time frame of when are these businesses open? and you want to use your cards to get into the escape room, which has an end time as well. Mm. Um, mm. 
But beyond that, no, there's no incentive to be first. And the next thing I'm going to show you as well, um, as, as long as you have a passport and you accomplish what's put forth, you will get a reward coin. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, it is good. It, it takes mm. pressure off of um, certain aspects. You know, there's no so, crazy some people driving, are always gonna go, no pushing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be that uh, bragging rights aspect. Well, Somebody's okay, if we're going to brag, I will say <laughs> that um, Bounce Bounce, Baker Six Clan, and my mom and I were first to get the speakeasy open at the Foundry um, bar. Mm. Nice. <laughs> so. We'll brag on that. It doesn't mean nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'm going to show you the next thing. This is the passport that, um, like I said, if you have a passport in hand, you will earn a geocoin as long as you do what the passport asks you to do. So let's see here. And that and this, passport is, no, go ahead. Go ahead with your question. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So um, uh, this this year it was named the Blind Frog Smugglers Run Challenge. So the Blind Frog was um, the speakeasy of going caching this year, and the Smugglers Run Challenge was to get alcohol that the Blind Frog needed because it ran out. And what's really neat is um, the stage show really draws out the entire storyline. And then so you go out and live the storyline by completing the challenge. And so um, we're getting all the alcohol needed to fill the speakeasy. And we saw the entire thing pan out um, a story about um, mobsters, bad mobsters and badder mobsters and um, uh, mobsters stealing each other's alcohol and getting in trouble with each other and all the antics that followed with that. So this is the challenge and you can see there, um, I have stamps. And so um, the stamps are all in geocaches. So these geocaches get published on Friday morning um, and then some of them are letter boxes, straightforward. You've got the coordinates, you can go and get them. And there are, a few multi-caches and one puzzle cache. And so based on the difficulty of the cache um, is what the point value of the stamp in the cache is. And so that puzzle cache with that big blind frog emblem on the truck door was worth the most points. And um, the bottles in the straightforward letter boxes were worth the least points. And so you could in any combination earn enough points to get the geocoin. You didn't have to fill up this whole mm. um, passport, but mm. I have to do everything. That is my, that is my <laughs> challenge weakness. I have to do everything they set forth because somebody set it forth for us and our enjoyment. <laughs> Nels, mm -hmm. you're shaking your head, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Why would you not? It is amazing. And you know, it seems like there's a million things to do, but I always get them all done. So, um, Go for it. Do them. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's completing a goal, right? It's like it's out there. You got to finish it. You just can't leave it unfinished. You can't leave it unfinished. <laughs> exactly. So those barrels, they were worth um, a few. Let me see here. Those barrels were worth um, 
or the kegs 10 points each because they were all on a little hike and so um they were harder than just going up to the letter boxes that were around town and therefore worth five points each mm. yeah so oh go ahead that's one of the things that that i appreciate about how they they do these particular the, the friday morning challenges is you know they don't require you to do everything obviously we we do if we can um, but I was up with the, we started out at the keg caches and there's some pretty significant elevation changes mm -hmm. and, you know, some steep terrain to deal with and that, you know, some people just can't do that. And so that you can get your coin without, you know, you can not do the three kegs and still get your coin. Right. Or if you show up, you know, on Saturday morning or afternoon, you know, and you only have an hour or so to get the points to get your coin you you know you don't have to get everything so um well you know completionists and people who love challenges like all of us certainly want to get everything they give you the flexibility to cash within your ability range or time range and still be able to you know participate and get your coin which i think is great right right yeah it's it's yeah like you said it's it's great that there's a variety of terrains because i know that like some people just would not uh go for those either long hikes or difficult climbs and stuff, but to be able to have those easier access ones that can be fun for everybody, but allow everybody to participate at least. Mm -hmm. yeah. So here is the coin that you earned. It's a uh, blind frog icon um, coin. And on the back, mm -hmm. it says uh, roaring good time <laughs> um, in George's room. So, like I said, everyone with that passport who got enough points was able to get that coin. Mm. So that um, compared to describing the down the doorways of downtown Rome and the card challenge, that one's pretty straightforward. Find caches, get stamps on a passport, go get your coin. And it's as simple as that for explaining. So the first one, very, very multi-stepped um, to explain lots and lots of pieces to play with. And then this passport simple mm, simple yeah. concept yeah yeah so those are the main challenges of going caching mm. unless i forgot now, something. The thing <laughs> anything i forget now <laughs> well the, so uh, um the the pre-event uh puzzle box or t-shirt for previous years that still continues on during the event as well they mm -hmm. they give you most of the information but the final bits of information they hand it out on saturday morning and then you have to solve it on the fly and and try and make it to the final. And and this year uh, was the first year I ever actually made it to the final, which was very oh, exciting. Oh, well done. Um, we, you know, we almost accidentally and with the help of Red Jeep guy and a few other random cashers, because cashers are awesome and help each other, you know, figured out <laughs> some of the last last stages. Um, so, you know, so you still have, if, if you like to participate in that pre-event uh, puzzle challenge, that, that is also another layer of the weekend and something that you throw into Saturday of, hey, you know, our group needs to get together. We're going to drive around and solve puzzles on the fly and, you know, pull out our hotel key and unlock a box that may have had a skeleton in it. Um, and, you know, and that's just another thing that's Is that the where the skeleton was? I saw a yeah. picture and I thought, what did I miss? And that makes sense. Not that's that. what, <laughs> Not that one. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, gotcha. No, I was extremely impressed. So I, I guess I take it back when I say that I spend all weekend doing everything and I have enough time. I'm not sure I would have had enough time if I was doing the puzzle box stuff too. There were some people really <laughs> dedicating the time and brain power 
to getting through that box because they had put so much effort into it already, they weren't mm -hmm. gonna walk away without the satisfaction. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, an incomplete experience. <laughs> yes, exactly. And and if uh, if you're listening and you're relatively new to geocaching, it seems like this could be a whole lot of stuff packed into one event. And one of the fun things about mega events is that um, it's it's everything <laughs> related to geocaching and more, depending on who's running it. Mm -hmm. So it's like, um, yeah, you'll have the event, but you'll you might have geocaches around. But in this case, there's a production value. Every mega event seems to have its own. Um, draw something right. unique about it and and going caching from what I've seen because I haven't been to it yet it's like production value and content is just exactly it's packed in there mm -hmm. and exactly. you, you kind of have to uh, prepare yourself mentally if you're going to go to one of these mega events because it's just go 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 all the time um, and and decide what you want to see and and do um, I think uh, geocache talk had an, uh, a show in the past recently about geocaching during an a mega event. <laughs> so mm -hmm. you, how, how to plan for it, what to do, how to prioritize, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so, yeah, it's not <laughs> geocaching isn't always just about finding geocaches. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so um, uh, it's yeah, amazing. Cash has said uh, the coins you earn are so special and treasured. They're not like coins you might win or buy. You really earn them. You really do. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I have kind of a collection of, um, this was my third going caching. So I have a little collection of my going caching stuff. And it really is that special um, to keep and to look over. Um, you have that, Nels, you have that briefcase coin with the path tags inside. You open that coin up and you get all these memories back, you know. So very, mm. very true. Yep. And it's funny because there, there's uh, the, a challenge coin is a well-known type of coin that predates geocaching. Mm -hmm. It's just great that it's called a challenge coin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, like you could consider all of these things that you come away from an event like going caching as, you know, w winning or, or uh, earning your challenge coin, as it were. Mm -hmm. Right. And uh, yeah, somebody, some people have huge collections and yeah. Still nothing here from <laughs> coin caching. <laughs> yeah. So I'll always tell everyone, absolutely, do this event if you can. Do the entire... They, they say you don't have to. You don't have to do all of it, which is very, very true. But if you have the chance to do all of it, you will have an amazing experience created... I'll say created just for you because it's created for geocachers and where else are you going to get this treatment? Um, mm -hmm. It's amazing. Yeah. And, and oh, go ahead. Uh, one of the, uh, the benefits of this uh, event is usually in Rome, George. It's been, you know, in Rome the past few years. I don't think they're going to move. Um, is, you know, the, the town loves geocachers. Mm -hmm. As Emily mentioned, you know, the, uh, there's many, many businesses that are involved and they don't get involved because geocachers are going to buy stuff. There's a couple of jewelry stores that we went into, you know, geocachers are not in there to buy jewelry. Right. <laughs> we're in there with our, we're in right. there with our um, hikers and our backpacks and our dirty clothes in yes. this very <laughs> fine jewelry store. Getting, and getting they are our biggest fans. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And they're giving out, you know, giving out refreshments and hey, you know, put a pin in this map, show us where you're from. Um, you know, they, they they treat they treat all the cashers great. I I could hardly make it to dinner some nights because people on the street would just stop me. Tell me about geocaching. Exactly. It's so cool to see you guys. Think. Um, so it's it's just such a neat environment to be in. But it also because you know you're coming back because once you go to one you come back yeah uh, you know some of the other caches around you can you can relax a little and it's not like oh i have to get every cache in rome georgia because i'm never coming back it's like okay i'll get some of these you know this year and next year i'll get the rest um right. so it, it takes some of that planning you know makes that a little bit easier because you don't feel feel overly pressured to pick up every single cache in the area you want because you'll always be back for more mm. Exactly. Yep. Georgia's starting to creep up. Um, it is now my state with the third most fines. <laughs> maybe fourth. I'm sorry. I think maybe fourth. But yeah. 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 <laughs> because of going to going caching. There, it yeah, it yeah. Was, it's great. Well, let's uh, move along to our next segment. If you want to know more about geo going caching, going caching, then tune in on Sunday night to Geocache Talk. We're going to be ch chatting even more about that whole event. Uh, so you don't want to miss that. That's at, uh, at 9 p.m. Eastern or 8 Central, 7 Mountain, 6 Pacific <laughs> or whatever time zone you're in. You can do the calculation. Um, so our next segment is the Wheel of Challenges. <laughs> Very uh, nice. Got it going. Um, so one live viewer each month will be selected to face off against the wheel and have a chance to win a grand prize, which is one year membership on Project GC. To enter, make sure you send an email with the subject spin me followed by your geocaching username in brackets and the answer to the following question. And the first person verified live on the show will get the wheel your profile will be checked on project gc and if you qualify you will win and so give you a couple of seconds to load up your email program and the question is oh i should make that a sound bit yes <laughs> don't stop now do all the <laughs> the question is in what city does going caching annually take place? It has been mentioned a couple of times. On Several the show. times, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I'm not even sure if I've been through that city. I've driven down. I've been through Georgia at one point. I haven't been to Stone Mountain. That's the uh, oldest active multi-caches at Stone Mountain. I wanted to get that this trip but it just didn't happen. I decided I would have been mm. really stressed to get to it, to get through it with the time that I had. So I just had to let that go, knowing that I will come back to going caching in the future yeah. and I'll make, a, I'll make a better plan to get to Stone Mountain mm. and do that multi-cache. I did a lot of preparation. I read a lot of logs to try to eke out any clue I could get. Um, so my clues are all ready for me for when I do get to go. Yeah, it's not mm. an easy one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a fantastic view from the top of the mountain. Oh. All right, well, we've got some uh, answers coming in, and the first person to send in the correct answer is Butterfly Girl. Woo! And that answer, yes, is Rome in Georgia. Rome, Georgia. When in Rome. <laughs> so we are going to spin Butterfly Girl I believe your spelling is correct, hopefully. 
so let's spin that wheel. Is the mouse showing? It's not showing. That's fine. And <laughs> get sounds. Triple marathon challenge. Triple marathon. GC6T3JZ. What is that challenge? Sounds Let's tiring. Load it up. <laughs> <laughs> this is a three difficulty uh, challenge in Texas from Terraviators. Terraviators. It's got to go by the capital. <laughs> Terraviators. <laughs> uh, Lamp Post challenges a triple marathon. Find two geocaches with a distance of 78.657 miles between the pair. And there is a checker. And there is a little bit of a leeway, I believe, on this one. <laughs> yeah, 528. Oh, no, that's just the cache. Um, and I will reload this because there is a little feature that I've disabled, which loads all of these additional features that you can use on geocaching.com that makes some things easier, such as, in this case, as you can see, there is a checker in the description, but with the Project GC browser add-on, there is also a little sidebar which lists all of the checkers on Project GC that are related to this particular cache code. So it's a useful thing to have, especially for those pre-moratorium challenges that don't have checkers mm -hmm. uh, or haven't had them added. So if we load up the project, the Project GC checker, the challenge checker for this challenge, and run, scroll down to the profile name and put in, make sure I get this right, Butterfly Girl. Yep. Choose the name, run the checker. Well, she passed. She Yay! has qualified. Well done. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yep, so uh, how, how well did she qualify? Found uh, 15 at the marsh. So the other thing to, that we don't often talk about is the output of the challenge checkers. And because there are so many script writers that create these, they may or may not make very pretty outputs. <laughs> that I are like easy the to pretty read. ones. Some have really yeah, awesome yeah. graphics. I love yeah. the ones with graphics. <laughs> mm -hmm. And there are some that I've seen that are just like point form bits of information that, yeah, okay, just copy that first section that says you qualified. <laughs> so, congrats to Butterfly Girl. You've qualified. And uh, we will be in contact to send you your GeoCoin. Your, no, yeah, the Project your GC. No, the Project GC <laughs> <laughs> membership. The GeoCoin is coming up. <laughs> and uh, so that's another full year for you. Awesome. Uh, and so the next little game that we do is for everybody who likes to complete challenges each month. And we like to highlight some of our favorites. And so every month we give a congratulatory shout out to listeners who email us proof of qualifying and logging a challenge cache since the last show. Uh, anyone who sends an email to challengetalkpodcast at gmail.com, including the challenge cache G GC code and optionally any photo or story you may want to share, uh, for that month will be entered for the prize for, here it is, the Challenge Talk Geocoin. Ooh, shiny. shiny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we uh, like to choose some shout outs for the show of the ones that you send in. And just to show the kind of um, creativity and, and, uh, and goals that people have set uh, within the current 
rule <laughs> uh, guidelines, post moratorium. I wanted to give a little bit of a highlight, first of all, to Acorn Mama, because uh, she made a nice little uh, sentiment here about challenge caches. Uh, pursuing them has driven a lot of my caching days over the past year or so and taken me to many cool new places, mostly in my home state of Ohio. Wonderful. That's what I love about challenges. Yeah. Right. They, they give a little bit of an extra goal to, to work on. Which brings us to our first submitted that we want to show is GC7... Uh, where is it? No, that's <laughs> the wrong one. Uh, where is it? Uh, this one. There we are. GC31J40. That one is Captain Willie's Ohio Cemetery Challenge. And I kind of I, I like this one because we have cemetery challenges in Ontario, but most of them are just, you know, finding uh, a certain number of caches with something in the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, ours, we, we have things like rest in, in or... Okay. Um, uh, uh, st- there's another series name. There's a couple of series names. It all <laughs> depends on who creates them. But uh, um, this one, the particular challenge, which is 2011 pre moratorium, is a whole lot of uh, different series. So in this particular challenge, you have to find 50 cemetery caches in Ohio, but they can be identified four ways. You have to have cemetery as part of the cache name or I guess they have different codes that they that a lot of cash owners have uh, put in their names for the series: Spirit Hunt, Spirit Quest, Past Lives, and any cash type qualifies. So I, I like some of these names. These are some creative cemeteries. Yeah, names. I can't <laughs> say I've uh, found many with spirit in the name. Yeah, Maybe that's a, a regional quest. use of the word. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it could be a, a mini. Uh, a mini oh, maybe series. a series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with a bonus. Um, if we were to look at the, this one, there's parking, I guess there's, well, it looks like it's just along a trail, perhaps this cache, but, um, yeah, I thought that was kind of neat. Cemetery challenges. You know, some people love cemeteries, cemetery caches, and some don't. Um, in my opinion, as long as they're respectful to the location and don't encourage people to do things that are unsafe or unrespectful, disrespectful, then... Yeah, I agree. One of the adventure labs I found on Monday, on my layover, um, was in a cemetery, and it was amazing the amount of known history in this one cemetery. And that was just five stops. There's got to be more known history than that. So, very mm-hmm. impressive. Mm-hmm. And I have a cache in a cemetery that's... It's actually my dad's headstone is a mm. geocache that <laughs> can go visit him as a geocacher and get along. That's awesome. Was he a geocacher? He was, yeah. He he joined me late in his life and ended up being pretty much the only father-son thing that we ever really did. Oh, that Um, is nice. Yeah, it was really special to me. And where is that located? Riverton, Wyoming, which is middle of nowhere. Not a single geocacher in the town. (laughs) (laughs) Well, good. I like that. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we have one that was sent in by, uh, I'm just going to read off the letters because I'm not sure how to say it, E-A-C-C-I-P-I, E-A-C-P-I, <laughs> it is uh, G-C-8-E-Y-Z-N, the 49th or 50th, or 50th. challenge, hmm. can you guess what it is? Um, parallels, uh, <laughs> latitude, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty close. 
To climb the challenge, find one cache in either Alaska or Hawaii. Oh, I didn't even go there in my brain. Gotcha. <laughs> I'm assuming it's the 49th or 50th state. Yes, correct. <laughs> um, it's, it's a simple one. You just got to find one cache. But I mean, how many people have been to Alaska or Hawaii? A lot of times they're the last states for people, right? Alaska was my yeah. last state. Mm. It's, I mean, it's located in Georgia. <laughs> but uh, this, this is one of those that is going to sit there on people's maps, unable to log it as found and get it off there because they have to visit Alaska or Hawaii first. And then they're going to just be dying to get out there, which is great. That's what challenges do. They get us out there. They get us on more adventures. Well done. <laughs> yeah. I would definitely be putting this on the uh, the must find and uh, making a plan to visit. Probably, I don't know. I'll, would you go to Alaska or Hawaii first? That's Alaska. Yeah. Alaska. Alaska. <laughs> yeah, it's mainland. Yeah, there's a lot. I don't know. I could go either way. Hawaii feels to, like more of a I need to see over. the volcanoes in Hawaii. I haven't seen that. Mm. So that's my next trip to Hawaii is the big island. Right. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, we also have another one in from <gasps> Bloody Cool himself, GC5KM3B. Completing two countries, Our, the uh, RM Challenge 59, or the Retired Monkey series, a whole lot of challenges. And this one just kind of blew my mind. <laughs> uh, the challenge here is to find all caches within two countries. Oh, that is Every not where cache. I thought this was going. <laughs> to not, like... <laughs> You, you have to target, like this example is the Vatican City. It's okay. considered a country. And Doable. there's what? Yes. At yes. least at the time of this image, there were six caches, six active caches against right boundaries. Awesome. 11. Yeah. So you can do that or just find other. I think it'll be a lot easier for Europe because nobody's ever going to get Canada to the US or Germany yeah, right? for that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but. my goodness. I, oh, my travel bug inside of me once is ready to go and do this now. <laughs> I love it. I, I, yeah, I, I can't even fathom. What, what other, like Vatican City, what other, I guess that second picture, what country was that? St. Martin, is that a country? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's part, well, half of an island. So St. Martin and St. Martin are, I think, technically different countries. But yeah, Caribbean islands, because each one that is either at good. least one country. Um, mm -hmm. I did it with Aruba and Vatican. There's, I think, 42 caches in Aruba that I got this February. And then just at the mid-September, I was in uh, Italy, and I managed to get 11 caches that were look like they're in the Vatican City. Of course, some of them are, you know, multis or mysteries or something. So they're, you know, the, the physical part of it is not in the Vatican. And then one of the earth caches was archived the day that I went to, uh, mm. to log it. So I logged it anyway, because darn it, I did the work. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so, so Vatican and Caribbean islands are, are really the go-to on that, because, you know, that's the only way you're going to get out of it. <laughs> Two countries with less than, you know, hundreds and hundreds of caches right yeah and the oh, worst part is, is once you so clear it neat. up and if another cache gets published no <laughs> exactly i was just i don't think there's any actual geocachers who live in aruba because everything there was you know co'd by people outside aruba and so mm -hmm. i i felt you know i didn't know if it was going to happen but i was hoping since there are no cachers there um you know it's 
a little less likely, especially this year, that a new one would come up and it, it lasted long enough for me to, to do this challenge. So. Good. Yeah. Oh, I, I have it. a feeling this is a challenge that would not be publishable today. <laughs> I feel like it'd be so rare and so difficult to get that, or at least in, uh, in uh, Florida where it was published. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, well, the parameters are just undefinable. So yeah, yeah. And Always changing. Was, it was published in 2015, but in January, which is just a few months pre moratorium. Right. So it didn't fall under the current rules, current guidelines. <laughs> but that was cool. And yeah, I guess he's keeping track of everybody who's uh, got the points, number of fines. 167, two, wow, okay. Uh, <laughs> deep diving, it's a rabbit hole. It is. Uh, okay, next up we have a submission from ZipperTiff. It is GC7GZ05, which is the triple, triple, double challenge. And I just like saying that. <laughs> triple, it makes me want to get a coffee. <laughs> not a triple triple not a triple triple Woo. Uh, this one is um, to qualify you need to have found 10 double digits or more of 9 triple triple uh, different cash types other than traditionals so that's basically it's, it's not I don't think it's too hard it's a four and a half that can vary from region to region mm -hmm. but it's yeah basically just finding 10 caches of nine different types other than traditional. Cool. And traditional is easy, but if we look up, I'm just bringing up my stats to see. There, there's a big dip. All those common right. caches, you're going to have hundreds or thousands without a problem. But yeah, you can see that the huge dip down until you get into the more rarer ones like events, mm -hmm. eh, earth caches, virtuals. Uh, where it goes webcams. These are all few and far between. So getting down to nine, well, 10 actually, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. For me, that's down to webcams. Mm -hmm. uh, so you could get some variation with cash and trash outs. But yeah, below that, uh, you get things like the mega events, which are rare. Community celebrations, uh, well, those are actually fairly common now. Right. Uh, but er everything else is super rare. So... Pretty much any of these challenges that are quantities per cache type, you're going to get maybe 10, 10 or 11 cache types that are possible, mm -hmm. depending on the number. After that, you start planning for, uh, for busy days. <laughs> Mega events when there's going to be a whole bunch of different cache types to find in a day. <laughs> that one was in from ZipperTiff. Uh, coming up next, we have one... From a Curious KDB, it was GC42MRC, which is GR Poker Challenge, One Day Goals. So this is, I like this one because, well, it's themed uh, around poker, but the whole <laughs> idea here is it's themed around the different styles of poker hands. So okay. you, you have to complete all of these uh, goals. But each of the goals is themed around, for example, a high card, you have to get a, a geocache beginning with A. Uh, three of a kind, you have to find three virtuals in a day. A royal flush, the big one, is the, is number, the special number is five, but you've got to find in one day difficulty terrains ranging from 2-2 two, two to 4-4. Four, four. So there's uh, one, two, three, four, five different caches in one day, but you need each of those DTs. 
Um, the straight flush is also five. It's five different traditional cash containers in a day. So all five okay, sizes. Okay, like sizes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's the the goal is a combination of the theme of the number of cards and yeah the the style of hand. Cool. So I, I like that little bit of creativity. It is a five difficulty. I always like creativity. That's when I, as I think about hiding more challenge caches, that's where I'm trying to, to see where other people have turned a very basic statistic into something that can be measured the same way, but completely styled out into a theme. Um, mm -hmm. I, I feel like I lack creativity, so I really appreciate it when others can show me these examples. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I actually think the full house is probably the hardest one um, of these ones, because I think it can be fairly common. Maybe, maybe the sizes, all five sizes, but to find two earth caches and three virtuals in one day. Oh, yeah. That could depend on where you live. There might be a lot of virtuals, uh, the virtual rewards that have been recently published, but... Uh, that combination in one day could be pretty rare. I agree. Um, it's it's not it doesn't seem too difficult, but I'm just thinking Ontario. <laughs> um, oh yeah, and uh, just a clarification from uh, Butterfly Girl: that score that we showed, that's how many challenges, how many uh, retired monkey challenges they've completed. Okay, not, and there are you said there's like a challenge. lot of those challenges because yeah, that person had 167. Yeah, there's mm. right around 170, I believe. Oh, wow. So that person was almost mm. done. Cool. Hmm. Wow. Uh, and last one, certainly not least, another one from Curious KDB, GC4CAEC. This is the Arkansas Lucky 13 Challenge. I groaned looking at the qualifications for this. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. <laughs> 13 goals to complete, all based on the number 13. You have to have found at least 13 consecutive days. Caches on 13 consecutive days. You have to have found at least 13 caches on a single calendar day. You must have found a cache on the 13th day of each of the 12 months. You must have completed at least 13% of your 366-day grid, or 47 days. Not too bad yet. You must have <laughs> found at least <laughs> 130 caches that are not traditional caches. Any combination of multi, virtual earth, all that stuff. Uh, so that's... Again, not too not, not too hard. Not that bad. At least thirteen percent of your finds must be containers of size regular. Ooh, that's rough. <laughs> this is a guideline that is no longer allowed because you can unqualify. I like to call it that. Mm -hmm. um, so you you have to limit your finding to regular caches to boost right. Your and HQ doesn't want you to limit your finding. Right. Right. It's not it's not a quantitative qualification. If you find other stuff, you can unqualify yourself. Mm -hmm. And of regular, I mean, if you already have 20,000 fines, it's going to take forever to get that one. Yeah, wow. <laughs> uh, you must have completed at least 13% of your DT grid. That's 10 grid squares. If you've got a fizzy, no problem. Your average difficulty rating must be at least 1.3. All right, that's, that's good. That's another one. That's mm -hmm. another ratio. If you find any caches that are below... 1.5 difficulty you're lowering your average rating right so you've you've got to find you've got to cut out all the 1.0 terrains to get your average up above 1.3 same with well difficulty and terrain same mm -hmm. thing and 1.3 isn't easy either 
um, unless you're just kind of doing urban caching and finding all those uh, like one terrains and easy roadsides and stuff. If you've been doing any kind of adventurous caching or puzzle caching, it's going to take a, a lot to, uh, no, the other way around to get, to get the scores up above <laughs> You that. need to do those <laughs> things, yeah. Yeah. Um, you must have found at least 130 uh, a cache at least 130 miles from your home coordinates. Not too bad if you like exactly to or beyond. At, at least, least. oh, at least. Okay. You must have found a cache hidden by a cacher whose caching name begins with the 13th letter of the alphabet. <laughs> M. M. Oh, that's a common yep. one. That's good. Okay. And include the GC in your log. That's fine. Uh, you must have found a cache with a name that begins with the 13th letter of the alphabet. So cache, cache hider, cache owner, and the cache name, two different goals. And you must have found a cache with 13 in the title. Okay. And if you use 13, it must be within a larger number. So you can't even use 13 as a number. It has to be something like 113. Oh. <laughs> hmm. Aye. And you do have to get all of those in order to qualify. And who did that? Who submitted this? This was submitted by Curious KDB. Well done. Well done. <laughs> well, done. well, I think she said this is one that uh, has been signed but not qualified. Oh. Oh, I see here in the so, chat. Um, this was one that I didn't have, but it was at 12.9 <laughs> when I got home from my trip. Oh. And so was that based on that um, size ratio? I think that's the, yeah, there's a couple of 13%. 366 grid and oh. DT grid. Oh, she qualified, she says. No, I qualified. Oh, well qualified, done. not signed. It was one of, one of the other two. Um, yeah, <laughs> it, wa it wasn't a submission for the, uh, for the draw. Curious KDB okay. has also already won a coin. <laughs> <laughs> so those are a bunch of the, uh, just a handful of the challenge caches that you've as viewers sent in to us and we love to see them. We love to read your stories and, um, and all of that. Okay. No, she did both. Okay. She did both. <laughs> Want to give proper credit. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so remember to, uh, enter this for next month, send in your email before next month's show. And the winner for this month of people who have sent in a challenge that they've completed drumroll is <laughs> J6 family. Wonderful. Congratulations, J6 family. Yay. We will be in touch because now you are going to get the GeoCoin. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you for participating. Yes. And uh, one final thing I'd love to uh, just highlight on the Challenge Cash ch challenge Talk Show because it's the challenge, one of the last challenges that uh, that I published or was published in my region, I think, before the moratorium, as in like, I believe is in days. I can't remember. I've got, a, there's a few. But this one took forever to uh, to get published working with the reviewers uh, because it had to be reasonable and some guideline stuff. That's in a previous show when we talked with our reviewer. It is the Iron Man Bingo Challenge and it is uh, your typical bingo card style challenge. And in this one, same sort of thing as what we just looked at. Uh, you have to complete a bingo line in order to qualify of any one of these uh, goals. And they're all streak goals. So for example, you've got to find 20 days of DT11s in order to clear off 
i3. <laughs> and the centerpiece, usually the easiest, easiest one, is 100 consecutive days of geocaching. And so completing or qualifying for this will take some planning. Even putting it together, I made sure that there was one that is relatively easy and it has been the one that most people go for to qualify mm -hmm. for the challenge. But I put forth a challenge to anybody who wants to try to complete it to finish the entire grid. And there have been a few people who have completed the entire grid and done it within the 100 day minimum. So Super cool. uh, try to wrap your head around finding all the qualifying caches and overlapping them so that you can fit all of these in within 100 days as streaks. It's just, I couldn't even. You know what I love? I love that the people listening to us get this. They get it that this is something <laughs> that we will challenge ourselves to do. And it's crazy. And that's okay. That's who we are. <laughs> yep. And, and to add fun to this, because yes, you can just qualify by getting a line. Uh, I've put forward the challenge to also complete things like diagonal. Well, not diagonals. That's obvious. Um, shapes like making an X, completing the X, I, H, O, and of course the full card. And so uh, anybody, I have extended the challenge to anybody who completes the full card uh, that once I have the Geocoin minted, you will win the Geocoin. You don't have to come and sign in. You just mm -hmm. have to qualify for the full card. So we like to watch if anybody is posting their qualifications in the... Uh, in the details and the log history. So if you are working towards it, post a note, let me know, let us know, and, uh, and we can follow your progress. But uh, there hasn't, there's been one update, but nothing qualified just yet. There are people working towards it. So if you want to win a Geocoin, once it's minted, it's coming. I promise it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> Mini Meg says he's working on this. That's great. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, yeah, Nels, I, have you I ever said yet. if you're working on this or qualified or anything like that? I generally avoid streaks of pretty much any sort. So <laughs> right. Is, yeah. I, and this, I this love was challenges, but this isn't one for me. Yeah, it, it's pre moratorium and uh, especially things like three days of scuba caches. <laughs> right. <laughs> Unless you can find some place where some cache owner has uh, been a little cheeky with their attributes, that's a big uh, a big task. <laughs> But so I that says that well. you will accept that based on statistics and not based on. Yeah, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the same argument with pretty much any challenge. Uh, it, it's all about the stats and whether the checker can solve it or uh, check it. So mm -hmm. it's the spirit of the challenge. Exactly. Right? You, you can do it one I, way or the other. If you can live with it. If you can live with it, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it makes a better story if you can do mm -hmm. it by the spirit of the challenge for any Absolutely. challenge, really, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So that is still open for everybody to work on. Um, yeah, so that is our show. Any other final thoughts about going caching or the challenges therein? Go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's it's pretty amazing. It's full of fun, full of friends, and you combine the two, and it's a wonderful week. Mm. One day, one day, I'm sure I'll get there. I'm not somebody who likes to dress up all that much, 
So oh, and you certainly sure don't have to, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, There's yeah, more fun bounce, when you bounce. do. He found every way to avoid it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. And it depends on the theme as well. There are some right. themes that are like, oh yes, that'll be fun. But uh, oh right, so has there been an announcement? I mean, that was mentioned earlier in the show uh, in the chat. No, not uh, yet. Has there been an announcement? Not yet. No, so we no don't theme, know the theme no for next yet. year. Yeah. Okay. I think it's always the first Saturday of October. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah but no, th- but the no theme yet. Yeah. Goingcaching.com, I believe, is the website, so you can follow and check out there. They're on Facebook and all social mm-hmm. media as well, and then turn on your notifications to get all of the details. Exactly. So on that note, I believe we've covered everything. Uh, the next show is the first Thursday of November, which is November 4th. It's always the first Thursday of the month. And don't forget to tune in on Sunday evening. Uh, we're going to talk about everything, about going caching, much more than just the, uh, the, the games and the goals and challenges. Um, and yeah, with the whole network the, who was there. Yeah, the G, all of the GTN yeah. who's there is going to be uh, on the show. Uh, and show notes will be posted shortly after this show airs uh, in the video description. So uh, check back shortly to uh, look up all the details and links if there was anything that stood out for you. And on that note, thank you for watching and listening. And remember, it's not about the numbers. It's challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. That's right. <laughs> Goals. <laughs> See you later, Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks.